It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at Bedside Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat and each week we let you in on it. I'm Charles Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat. And I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. So ladies. Oh, so, what's good? You two had an eventful weekend. We did, we did. <laughs> I cannot yeah. talk about this subject and then talk about slaves. I'm sorry. It I just, know. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't work. No, Listen. we're talking about, we can. Listeners, we have exciting news, but you guys have to wait. We can talk about our weekends, you psycho. <laughs> well, we can talk about our weekend, but we can talk about that other part. Maybe we'll do another episode. It needs to it. be a holy, a holy conversation for my ancestors. No. Oh, God. I agree. <laughs> Just wait on it. Just wait on it, y'all. But we did. We had a little Just hot girl. We had a little hot girl weekend, though. You know, we came to LA, and every time we go to LA, we just well, I, I at least have no behavior, so hence why I don't really have a voice. In honor of our ancestors, we act up. <laughs> Basically, Shadi fucked up some commas. I, I fucked up some commas too, low key. Wait, what were you buying? Items. I bought some shoes and a new um, card case. Oh my goodness! What kind of shoes? Some Giuseppe's, but they were on sale. Oh. They're fifty percent off. Some so Giuseppe's. I feel like it would be wrong of me to not have purchased them. They're everything. <laughs> and then we and did that- the whole thing. I, 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 I'm. I didn't purchase anything, but I'm still here. So you never, you never know. But um. It was cute, you know, we did the whole thing, like, rented a convertible, we drove out to Malibu, we went to Nobu, um, which was such a weird-ass experience to be out there and be, like, on the beach. Wait, why? Why weird? Were, that sounds like, so fun. No, it was nice, but the, there were, like, paparazzi camped out, and I was just looking around, like, what is this world? Oh, like, that's This weird. is just a really crazy place. It just is a crazy place, but it's been cool, it's been good. Um, what else? Oh, you know, I met up with this fucking terrible person that lives in the city. That oh, if God. you've been a long time listener, go. you already know how dramatic the whole shit is. Um, but let's just say, let's just pray and hope. Let's have the ancestors fucking give me all the strength <laughs> to finally close the door. The door is closed. Wow. Like, the door is closed. Just that had, like, is an interesting <clears throat> uh, next chapter. That was what was so interesting. He was just like, I feel like we need to just start a new chapter. And I was like, no, we need to get out of this book. This book is dusty. We need a whole new book. <laughs> and like, he got all tight. There were tears. Wait, you over said that to him? The, oh, yes, girl. Oh, damn. There were tears over vegan biscuits and tempa bacon. It was just like, felt like a very LA moment. <laughs> we were in some green cafe and it was just, it was really fucking intense. It was really fucking intense. 
but necessary. Hmm. Well, and we are moving the fuck on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. And that is what we're doing. So we're not going to even give it any more attention. How was your weekend, Chelsea? It was good. It was relaxing um, and chill. Yeah, so you're doing your summer share, right? Which is fascinating. Yeah, why is it fascinating? Um, no, it's really interesting. When we got there, we were, you know, people watching, of course. And there are a lot of black people in Sag Harbor. So we found out that there is a historically black neighborhood in Sag Harbor. And there's actually a book called Sag Harbor that I kind of want to read about a teenager who's seeing the gentrification happen in Sag Harbor. Um, so, yeah. In case yeah. you didn't get it, I was in Sag Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a section of the Hamptons, right? Yeah. And What's the yeah. name of the neighborhood? Do you know? Mm, I'm blanking on it now, but we should definitely revisit it. Yeah, it makes me think about our episode we did on Caucasian vacations. Mm-hmm. But, like, looking at Sag Harbor or those specific pockets as, like, places for black people to go and have their own safe space yeah Yo, low-key um we were talking about this this weekend too i think i've come around to she's gotta have it i really like the second season once i stepped back and watched it all i think the like the dialogue is a little like i don't know outdated or something or some sometimes it feels forced but the topics mm-hmm. are fire i think we talked about this before but this episode when they went to martha's vineyard was fucking amazing and all this history Damn, I gotta give it a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is so boring. (laughs) No! Oh my god. I'll try it again. I think you should try again. But yeah, speaking of, I don't know. I was gonna say, that's a a cute little segue. Yeah. What are we talking about this week, Shade? We are talking about Juneteenth, which you guys are gonna have to really heavily educate me on, as I don't know that much about it yeah i honestly just started researching for this episode but um i don't think it's a widely known about holiday well why do people celebrate juneteenth chelsea (laughs) (laughs) well that is black people's real emancipation so i think when the uh when the original Emancipation Declaration was signed, it was about two and a half years before this Juneteenth event occurred, but um, it only really was useful for the slaves that were like n- closer to s- northern borders and they could like run away. But if you were in the South, you were pretty much still a slave even after the Emancipation Proclamation. Right, so the Emancipation Proclamation happened on um, January 1st, 1863. Like you said, Chelsea, it wasn't until two years later that some slaves um, even realized, from my reading, that slavery had been abolished. Like, they they hadn't even received that messaging. So Juneteenth, yeah, it represents the date when the very last slaves left the plantation on June 19th, 1865. Um, yeah, and it's so crazy to me how that piece is, I would say, widely, if not probably totally left out of our education. Um, it always seemed like uh, Abraham Lincoln was like this good guy that uh, 
you know, wanted to free the slaves. And it, that was totally not the case. But that's kind of what we're taught in school. Oh, yeah. People look at Lincoln like the savior. Or like, what a good man. I don't know. Yeah, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do we... Okay, yes. Of course, Juneteenth celebratory. It's amazing because of what it represents in the actuality of, like, freedom maybe on paper slash awareness right but like mm-hmm. black people still were not free like they were still second class citizens yeah second class citizens you know um indentured servitude um sharecropping like all, you know all the schemes and scams that the whites used to keep us oppressed so instead of like literally being slaves we were like figuratively slaves i mean i guess it's better yeah. than like the abuses and like you mm-hmm. know i would assume that some of those things were reduced that you weren't treated like cattle and maybe instead you were just treated like a servant i don't know yeah no i totally see where you're coming from and like if you want to take it one step further even after like the days of sheer crop cropping um in the age of jim crow like people were still treated like like shit essentially facts and then i mean i read that uh people really started to think about juneteenth and try to celebrate it more widely during the civil rights movement and if you think about that i mean that's also still evidence of a time when black people in this country didn't experience freedoms and there was something really interesting i went to the um the black history museum in dc and i read something it always stuck with me and it's something like we americans or people in general never understood what the concept of freedom meant because it hinged so much on like enslavement like the idea of even what it means to be free is hinged on like you at one point being captive or you know if that makes any sense you know like what does it even mean to be free like we didn't even have to think about that before yeah mm-hmm. that, right because now we're being freed from a system and I think we talk so much about like what freedom means even to this day, you know. Um, yeah, like, I don't even know what it feels to, like. Do would, would you even say you know what that feels like now as a black person, mm. as an American in general, as a human being? Like, what do is freedom? Do you know what freedom means? Like, yeah, well, what that true what freedom? Is that, true freedom. Like, what is that? I mean, yeah, it that is also a construct because it's based off of someone being able to take something from you, which we deem as freedom. I would argue that we don't have true freedom because I could go to prison for a crime that was established by someone else that I did not create those laws and legislation. Mm -hmm. So bitch. No. Even even on a more even on a, a super, super basic level, we as black people I would say in certain spaces can't even be ourselves. Um, exactly. So you we're really a, not free. <laughs> you posted an interesting um, tweet or meme or something, and it was about like walking in a black person's shoes and like a oh, cons- I don't remember like a coworker. You- I think it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it was it was um, it basically said uh, something like if you work with a black woman, just understand that. Like, she's never able to fully be herself or something like that. Um, Yeah. And that's definitely how I feel. Like, I feel like 
uh, black people have to constantly like police themselves to get ahead or yeah. to be acceptable or to be accepted. Um, and even if it's something as small as, I don't know, even if it's something as small as certain dress codes that are so, so Eurocentric. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> No, no you're, yeah, oh, you got saying. it. You're, you're, yeah, you make total sense. You're, you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah, you are. I'm like, <laughs> ride through that thought because you're getting somewhere. Um, no, completely. I don't know. Something that you said that you just said, Shadi, really struck me, though. The idea that your own freedom could be controlled by some by someone else. Like, that your liberty could be in someone else's hands. And I feel like we talk about that even, like, whenever Shadi wants to talk about borders and colonization and shit. Like all of this stuff being like, like these weird ass sanctions put on where we live and how we live by like the powers that be. Yeah, that makes me think of, uh, you know, my favorite show, Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. <laughs> because like it's kind of like your country o- owns you in a sense. So if we happen to have been born in Saudi Arabia, our lives would have been totally different, you know, simply because we're born in a certain country. If that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah, your country dictates what you consider to be free, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know, I because, of, oh, go ahead. Shut it, oh, I'm it. sorry. No, I was going to say we really pride ourselves. You know, the, the concept of being American is having this alleged ultimate freedom. And I think that's just because it's in comparison to such yeah. extremes <laughs> of other places. Right. But it's like that like not okay (laughs) it's like if someone like is being really really shitty to you and then someone's just like a little shitty and then it's like it's better like this is where you should be (laughs) right no totally yeah i don't know i think yeah we're having these conversations so much now especially with just like shit is just all types of fucked up do you think that there should be a push for people to celebrate juneteenth Yo, okay, so right now I'm looking into ways that people celebrate it. But I first I want to ask you guys, like, when you thought, when you hear Juneteenth, like, what is your response to it? Because for me, for some reason, I always thought of it as something, like, very hotep. And I don't know why, but, like... <laughs> why I, hotep? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, but, like, I get random, like, invitations to Juneteenth celebrations that uh, are that's why <laughs> right girl no like, but i don't think it's hotep i I always thought it was kind of bougie okay really so, okay so yeah like things. i thought the jack and joe crowd would for sure have a juneteenth party girl. oh my god and i think it's like so southern like very like down home well, well didn't I, jack and joe start in the south am i making that up i don't i think jack and joe started in like chicago or something oh okay but i can i might I, you know gotta look into that i imagine I like say, debutantes and stuff being jack and i don't know <laughs> well okay first of all the things that people send me or it'll be happening in like a community center in bedsty and it'll be like ways to free yourself financially or like i don't know why that <laughs> that accent came out and it'll it'll be like pictures of people i don't know it's just like all these no kind of like racist. no it's just, it'll be like these kind of like hotepi kind of celebrations but maybe yeah. though it's because it's happening in Brooklyn and it's this very like Afrocentric crowd that is mm-hmm. embracing it, and maybe it does happen like differently in the South. Um, but I don't know. 
so, but you did say you thought it was like this bougie thing. And one of my favorite episodes of Atlanta is about Juneteenth. And they go to this crazy ass party that they describe mm. as like uh, if Spike Lee directed Eyes Wide Shut. And they have a drink. Like there's like this crazy, so, like this black woman's married to this white man. They're in this big ass like fucking plantation because they're <laughs> in the South. And they have a drink menu, and one of them is called, like, 40 Acres and a Moscow Mule. Oh, no. (laughs) And it's all types of fucked up. And the the white husband is being hella sus. But I don't know. It was really really interesting to me, too, because the way that they chose to portray it in that episode was as some, like, upper crust thing, which almost made me feel like, I don't know, like, do you have to be, I don't know. Like, what kind of understanding do you have to have of this type of history to feel like you can celebrate it? Right, because I feel like, okay, the average American is not being taught about Juneteenth. So I feel like the people who are being taught about Juneteenth or, yeah, are people who are are either Americans who have been here for, like, mad generations. So, I don't know, it's been passed down or they just have that information because, I don't know. Or it's someone that went to like an HBCU and I kind of picture like Howard to be a place where like black people of education know about, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm having this larger thought right now about specific like black American celebrations and the way we uphold them like I think have we talked about Kwanzaa before and like Mm. I mean I I would celebrate that with my family and it was cool but we were just kind of like making things up to be honest we're like oh yeah what are we supposed to do (laughs) I kind of like we're kind of like cobbling together some celebrations like trying our best to feel close to Mm. this culture or to this but it kind of was forced not forced but I just maybe we were like a little bit uninformed but we were like trying to do it so badly to like hold on to something and Mm -hmm. I don't know and I mean there's definitely like set ways that you celebrate Kwanzaa but if maybe if there was some kind of thing around Juneteenth like I don't know like Juneteenth we could be celebrating Juneteenth the way people celebrate the 4th of July right I think that's what it's supposed to be here comes my hotep rant (laughs) get ready I wish we had like a sound bite like Hotep. Yeah. (laughs) We were literally aligned on that. But if you really think about it, because I started asking myself this question, like, are there families that uphold a tradition of Juneteenth? And if there are, like, please reach out to us because this would be really interesting to know more about. But if you think about the generation that grew up at the time of Juneteenth, those people were essentially told that everything about them was invaluable and everything good was equated to whiteness and so how could they even fathom celebrating this moment when they're just really trying to equate themselves to this kind of like european standard of living and it's not like a white man is gonna celebrate juneteenth so it feels like our ancestors never ever had an opportunity to even grow into this black joy because Mm -hmm. it was immediately dismantled and equated to whiteness and now finally maybe in the 70s i would argue is when you started to see this shift of us embracing our blackness and then having to literally create and construct our history and our traditions and our Mm -hmm. cultural exchanges so it's like 
we're in this weird ass place. And I think I'm going to mm-hmm. bring it back to the quote mm-hmm. to be black shit. I don't know the quote, but y'all oh know God, what I'm talking about. Quote. The to quote, be African, to be African American is to and be aware African to be with no memory oh. and American with no privilege. Privilege. Yes. Oh and yes. it, and it brings me back to that solely for the, the act of the memory thing. We won't get into the privilege because we've had this conversation a few times, but if you really think about it, like we do not have any kind of like set in stone things from that time aside from i'd say like oral history i mean i'm sure there's writings or something that you could dig up if you really did the research but that we really like have accessible and tangible it's so much of that is just passed down generationally through stories and stuff are there any are there any like very not ancient because it wasn't ancient but very very old african-american traditions that you do want to uphold so i'll give an example i really want to jump over a broom at my wedding is that weird no that's not weird i definitely want to do that what's the story behind that that's how slaves married but why the broom because they were they weren't allowed to get married so that was the symbol of you know at the at the secret ceremony or whatever however it was done you jump over the broom and you're married and And i feel like it was about sweeping away the past and like hopping into a new life Mm -hmm. that's what i I heard before um no but you guys a hundred percent that's kind of what i was trying to get at but not like vocalizing correctly it's like what are these inherently like black traditions and celebrations that we have that we're like it, it almost feels like, damn, how do I now just start celebrating Juneteenth and like start doing it if I didn't grow up with it and I don't even know where to start, right? And there's all these like clear fucking ways of celebrating Christmas or, mm-hmm. or the 4th mm-hmm. of July. Like I'm looking, the way that some people celebrate Juneteenth is like going to a rodeo and fishing. It's like, we don't do that in New York City. A rodeo. I'd a be rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. They're saying that there's there's uh, like ceremonies of tossing ragged garments mm-hmm. into creeks that, and then adorn adorning clothing taken from plantations belonging to their former masters. What? I don't hmm. know. Very interesting. That's an interesting one. I think this also goes back to my lack of kind of like sentiments or like closeness to the Southern Americanness, if and it feels so Southern, even though like this is applicable to all black people in America because there were slaves in the North, but I don't know. Well, here's one mm-hmm. thing it also says, uh, Juneteenth is almost always focused on education and self-improvement. Thus often guest speakers are brought in and elders are called upon to recount the events of the past and prayer services are also That's a cool. major part. It's like, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. And we should be doing that kind of thing all the time. And like, yeah, I think that's great. And yeah. a very simple way to, I just think kind of what you were saying earlier too, Shadi, like this oral history and oral storytelling, like is so much a part of our tradition, uh, like across the diaspora, I think. Like, not forgetting to do that and, like, carving out a day to do that and take the time is great. 
maybe we should start celebrating it so we can just have like a black ass day. Basically, it sounds like a time to have a huge cookout. I kind of wish, <laughs> I kind of wish white people celebrated it. How about the most times that people have even asked me about Juneteenth? It's always been a white person. So, do you celebrate really? Juneteenth? What? Well, I don't know about that. Girl, I don't know. They probably saw it on their calendar. The Juneteenth? Yeah. Like, what's that? <laughs> it always feels like so empty. Not empty, but I just see it on my calendar and I just, I'm like, oh yeah, Juneteenth. Like, yeah, like it's a throwaway holiday, like tree day. Right. You know That's what? That's how people treat it. They do. And it's just, it's like sits on your calendar, like, you know, in that like matted gray color thing. The way, yeah, like the way it's like tree day is there and you look past it. I, I think I read like Texas is the only state that observes it. And like, it's a national, it's a holiday there. Like maybe places are closed, but that would be a That's fly ass place, the way to start. Like, yeah. I'm sure so well, how do you think we that. should celebrate Juneteenth? I think we should support black businesses. Yes. What else? Fellowship. Let's do a guide to celebrating Juneteenth. Support black business. I think we all get a day off. All black people get a day Maybe off. Maybe all black people get a day off. <laughs> um, I Sorry, think... you can't take the day. You're not black. Mad <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Dolezal is popping up. What if we had a reparations know. dinner or something? Mm. Or like, or like a free dinner, like what they do for Veterans Day? Yes, 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 yes. yes. like that, like that. <laughs> like black people eat for free. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. There are like yep, yep, certain yep. services that we can That's go it. and reap the benefits of fucking help, like mental counseling, mm-hmm. like all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I like this, I think we're starting to know. Who do we need to email? Right. Like There's- a mayor? <laughs> <laughs> Bill de Blasio. There's this uh, poet named Morgan Parker, and she has this show called Reparations Live, and she would like bring these different like thinkers or whatever to talk about how they would want to receive their reparations. I feel like we talked about this on this show before. I can't even recall. We're over a year in. But what <laughs> what other ways would you like to receive reparations? Mm, you mean besides money? Yeah. Um... Low interest business loan. Yeah, land, land. Land. Give me the land. Yeah, uh, education. Mm, like education. these really, like, yeah, like these really foundational things that yeah. we could use to, like, yeah, build, rebuild. No taxes. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. Yo, you know what? That's I actually can't. not a stretch. I think that's actually fair as fuck. And I would like we've already paid our taxes. I would gladly years. just do the no taxes. Like you could, you could keep everything else. Yeah, that's, I think that's fair, and that's easy. Yeah, <laughs> the whole country would fucking crumble. <laughs> oh <laughs> please, they would taxes. just have less money for guns. Oh, Ooh. <gasps> we'd be fine. <laughs> A word. Damn, damn, damn. I think. Oh, see, I don't want to share this because somebody's going to steal my idea. But <laughs> there should be a concert, but only black people are allowed to attend. <laughs> and you could say that that is called Summer Jam. <laughs> but I would argue 
<laughs> now, Puerto Ricans being I'm like, about to run out. <laughs> <laughs> that it is not. And that there should be like a really amazing, like vibey concert, but only black people can be in attendance. Coco Cella. Strictly. Coco Cella. That's what they said. I'm not insecure. <laughs> yeah, because that, that way, you know, we could we could have a good time and celebrate, but we could also be like conspiring together. Yeah. Conspiring. Like conspiring. That's something. That's something. Well, else. we have the freedom to meet. The freedom to reunite. Reunite. Unite. To. I don't know. Here, here you go with your sirens. I don't even want to hear you. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're talking about starting a secret society. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I think it's one worse. thing we they could do instead of reparations is bring back the Black Panther and let us police ourselves. Oh, that's fire. Huh. Why do you say huh like that? I mean, that just sounds really intense. No. Oh, shit. (laughs) I mean, the Jewish people do it. They have their own ambulance. They do have their own ambulance. Their own ambulance. Ambulance. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is, like, so off topic, but, um, well, not quite. But you guys should watch this vice special where you know how they talk to the different conservatives so they did like the black conservatives and black liberals they did it with latinx people and it was interesting fascinating because within the latinx community now and i mean i guess you could argue this in the black community but within the latinx community you have people that identify as black indigenous and white and so they all had very different opinions that's very interesting and you know one of the guys like voted for trump but his mom came here illegally and it's like what (laughs) what was his explanation like how he's like well you know some people are good people but there's a lot of people that just aren't and you know they shouldn't be allowed to come in here it sounds like, like he just wants to be famous and is talking out of his ass. It sounds like he's just like, yeah, okay, my mom's here and now she's all good, but the rest of y'all niggas can't come in. Basically, right. like that's really because he's he was talking about how like now his family's more well off. So I was like, oh, you're what I would call like a new Negro, mm. but he's Mexican. <laughs> well, I'm sure I will definitely watch that. Yeah, you know, I started to think about. Um, just another aside, but related. You have you guys ever been to Weeksville in Brooklyn? Weeksville. Weeksville. Where's that? Y'all don't know where Weeksville is. That's a we damn just shame. said no. What is it? It's one of the largest free black communities pre Civil War. So like free slaves, and I also feel really weird about saying free slaves. Is that like free. upstate New York? In Brooklyn, it's in Brooklyn. It's like in Bed Stuy. If you go, it's like it looks like one of them like old like colonial town things and it's preserved all these old buildings and shit and it's in this little like area and it's where like they had their own like one of the first all black ran newspapers it was like a fully functioning small enclave community of free black people this free black people free slave thing i just can't figure out the term black people after slavery i don't know i clearly have issues with this terminology but yeah (laughs) but anyway i just saw the reconstruction um, era 
just after post slavery, like post the Emancipation Proclamation, let's say. Yeah, um, Reconstruction. Yeah, these like black folks started this community in Brooklyn, but as of a few weeks ago, they it was saying that like they might have to close down because of lack of funds. So Damn. there's this big like guys look it up. You can donate money to them. I believe they have a GoFundMe, but to keep it open, it's like I've this literally big been center. over there and did not know that that's what that was. Yes, girl. What? How have I never heard of this? It was founded in 1838 by a longshore man named James Weeks, and he bought a, bought a plot of land in what is now Crown Heights. Eleven years after New York State abolished slavery. Wow, that's so incredible. Like we, that we have that history and it's right there in Brooklyn. And I've never been. I mean, I've never even heard of this. So now I'm like doing so many Googles. They did a really big like rebuild a couple of years ago and it was like super fly and they added all this new shit. Salon had a dinner party there, of course, because you know, she would. And they built this like beautiful glassed in shit. But it's like a dope-ass resource center and you can find all these, like, I don't know, papers and documents and shit. <laughs> papers and documents. Papers. <laughs> Wait, have you guys heard of Rosewood? No, what's Rosewood? Shade, have you? Okay, I guess she hasn't. No, I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I'm still reading about Weeksville because I'm like, what the fuck? But no, Rosewood, no. So it was this neighborhood that was, like, like doing well with all these black people in the South. And I think, I want to get the story correct, but basically it was almost like an Emmett Till situation where they thought some black people did something to a white woman and they destroyed the town. Wow. Like burned it to the ground. I just feel like a a bad black. I'm like, I don't know anything. There's There's a movie about it, Rosewood. I mean, this is the kind of shit I guess it's saying even like ways to celebrate Juneteenth are based around education and like hearing these stories from elders and shit. Yeah. We need to be having like teachings. But also, I mean, this goes back to like what even like like the history that we're even learning in school, right? But like, I don't know. Even, yo, imagine celebrating Juneteenth and being able to do that with like young kids, your kids, and how you could change their whole like yeah. they, they would be knowing way more than we do right now sitting here trying to do these Googles like so what? When was blah 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 blah. They'd be like, You've Wait. never heard of Rosewood, Mom. Wait guys, dumb. it's called the it's called the Rosewood Massacre. Mm. Yeah. It was a racially that. motivated massacre of black people and destruction of a black town that took place during the first week in January in nineteen twenty three in Florida. Oh my god, that's not even that long ago. Girl, I know that's what I was about to say. Like they came in there and fucked it up sick mm. Mm. like kids women i mean that's white vigilantes Jesus. <laughs> i mean you start to think about the, it makes you think about how we even started here like preserving these communities where we can like build and have our own like that shit is really important I know. where we can like spread our own dollars and within. what blows my mind and this kind of does relate back to the vice special was that like a couple of the like pro trump p 
people on it were trying to be like, well, you're in America now. Like, you need to celebrate American values. And, like, why are you so stuck on, like, back home, back home and, like, Latin culture? And I was just like, do you not understand that, like, this is not for you? Like, this country is not about you Mm -hmm. and the betterment of your people? (laughs) Like, that's why people honor their history and their culture and their ancestors it's like when we say that we want to have black things it's not because we're just like oh like we hate all white people it's because we were not able to have those spaces it's like what the fuck don't you understand right and they were able to have and build up these this wealth build up this uh these traditions and all that stuff for years and now we're just getting a chance a crack at it yeah Yo, I know, deadass. I mean, I told y'all, I think, before, a friend of mine is just like, I'm not even supposed to be speaking English. I'm not even supposed to be speaking this language. Like, Who said that to you? A young man. What does it sound, what, sound like? A hotep statement? No, that sounds real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a low hotepy, but I mean, I'm, I'm here for so it. I think that's so real. Just I'm like, honestly, it. a lot of them Dominicans aren't supposed to be speaking Spanish. I mean, yeah. no one's supposed to be speaking any of the languages by like the top five empires if we're gonna really get into it i mean there are people in their country can speak it (laughs) well yes of course of course but they're cut like not the places they in spain tiny ass country relative now like half the world yeah it's insane no y'all like i i was in puerto rico and that shit like blew my mind wait what did fantastic place like, to be in Puerto Rico and to see all these different cultural practices that were so reflective of all the different colonizers that came through that place is mind-boggling. Isn't that kind of a topic in um, She's Gotta Have It, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel wild. like the Yoruba character character isn't even black. Well, she's she's Puerto Rican or something. Right. But it's like those, of the not, not colonizers, but, you know, all the different people that came through that place including like west african people but then like spanish colonizers and like all Mm -hmm. the shit fucking crazy it makes you just feel like i mean to go to puerto rico and i think i've i I spend especially recently thinking about like who am i as a black person in america like what does that even mean like so much like like you guys are just saying like so much of what came before me is lost but we have created a distinct kind of identity here but it's made up of like all the things that we could source once we once we we're here because we fucking live here now i don't know to go to puerto rico and see if there uh, there's a lot of, there's there's people like that all over the world i don't know if this is making any sense but like people like what like black people black people but also like i don't know it's just been done in so many places where like colonization basically has come in and just mixed everything the fuck up and in our case in america cattle slavery and colonization too shit you know that's my favorite subject i know it's just wild it just makes you wonder like and then we're i don't know i, I could go on and on and i don't even want to do it yet well, what were you gonna say what <laughs> because it's just like then you start to wonder then like who am i supposed to be and in my essence it's like Mm. you know like speak more on that oh this is getting interesting like and like am i saying that i want to like still be in whatever tribe i my ancestors came from is that where i should be 
I mean, perhaps. Like how you feel like you should be? I don't know. I mean, would I feel more, I mean, probably like a, a, a closeness to like my core. Well, I'm interested to see when you go back to Africa. Well, when you go to Africa. And why am I saying back to Africa? Because I'm going back, girl. She's yeah, like, but she's going go back on, home. Go but the crazy thing is I have a friend who went to Nigeria and she was so excited about feeling at home. And she said she got there and did not feel at home. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of I what I'm saying. I would never expect to. Right. Right. I think like, a lot of people go there with that expectation. Because I've, I've even heard people say like, oh, it felt so at home. I don't know that I maybe to be around a bunch of black people. Right. Yeah, I guess. But even like I don't know, even when I think about black to just to say black, I always think specifically like black American. And then there's like blackness which encompasses like all the black people within the diaspora. So just because like I'm black and they're black, we're not we are the same black, but not culturally. I think to answer your question, I think of it from a, like a diasporic, can can I use that word? Yeah. Like a diasporic lens in that I feel like our, at our core, African culture that was spread around everywhere. The ma'afa. Ooh, y'all niggas, what's ma'afa? Ooh, uh, yes, come on, ma'afa. Um, but, <laughs> but to think about that, I think that is where I definitely identify because I don't fully identify with like being a black American. I don't fully identify in the Caribbean, but I definitely feel, you know, sentiments and closeness to Latin American countries where there is African mm-hmm. history as well. So like, I don't know. It's just where that like, that black shit is at. That's yeah. where I feel like I could relate because you feel it in the music, you feel it in the food. You don't necessarily get it in the language, but you know, the way that we have created these colloquialisms of being able to communicate with one another, I think that's where just Africanness, blackness transcends regardless of like where you are. A place. And that's yeah. that's kind of the thing too that got me in Puerto Rico even more. It's like I went to this little town called Louisa. And it's like 80% Afro-Puerto Rican. And I'm sitting with these women and they're playing the drums. And these little boys are coming and playing the drums. And they're all going to learn like every weekend playing in these fucking drum circles. And we're eating plantain, which like slaves, like Africans that came over brought with them and planted there. And then now that's like become a big part of like Puerto Rican food. And you just see it in all these little places and like, I would hear the drum rhythms and it would like strike something for me. And it's kind of like, I don't know. And I guess I'm always looking for this random kind of like feeling of recognition or like, God, I can't remember the word right now, but like, what's that thing when you feel like you've been there before? Mm, Deja vu. What'd you say? Deja vu. Oh yeah. Not deja vu, but kind of like, it's like, like, oh shit. Like this is something I've heard this. I don't know. I don't know. Nostalgic? Nostalgia, almost. Yeah, yeah almost kind of like nostalgia. But yeah, I don't know. We mm-hmm. just went to, we went a lot of places, you guys. I just want, I think, I think Juneteenth should be a time for our white counterparts to also do their homework. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. 
I know. It's almost funny. I almost feel like I don't even want to think about them in this context. But I know. I'm like, I don't. I'm not really. You know. I, I don't have that luxury. I'm literally surrounded by them. I mean, 25-7. And it's like draining. And sometimes I'm just like, I want you all to. Maybe you guys simply don't know. Maybe that's why you all don't acknowledge. Maybe you guys. I don't know. Like, this is so stupid and like minuscule. But there were people at my job arguing about like how much better this is stupid but how much better kim kardashian is over beyonce and i was just so confused i was like how can you even how can you even compare the two like literally so a perfect black woman versus a porn star that's the comparison like it's so strange to me like how perfect a black version has to be think about obama versus donald trump it's like it's so obvious how much pressure is put on black people and how much better we have to be just to like be normal like to be a nor like to live like a normal white person you have to be like an extraordinary black person mm-hmm. it's I so crazy so extraordinary black. and it's exhausting so i would love for them to just take a fucking day out of the year and do some homework and realize all the great historical and scientific and medical and what artistic like contributions that black people have added to this society to make this a real place but i mean it's the whole country it's the whole it's the whole shit and no one's gonna i mean i don't want to speak for them maybe there are people that are willing to do the work but for me it's like Y'all niggas know what's up. Like, y'all understand that this country was built by slaves. If you don't, you literally are fucking stupid. And to understand that that's where our people come from, you have to also be able to understand that there's inequalities, there's wrongdoings. Like, Mm -hmm. we all don't see things in the same way. And, I mean, maybe people don't see the generational aspects of that or the way in which racism isn't institutionalized but it's like yeah we could sit here and talk to white people about juneteenth and fucking george washington carver all day but they're in a place that that is never gonna impact them i rather spend my time like celebrating how dope we are amongst ourselves because like white people are still gonna be white I think I think a piece of what I'm trying to say is similar to how I don't know if we spoke about it offline or on the show, like when they see us, it's kind of like for black people. okay, we already I mean, it was powerful, but we already know this story. I think Mm -hmm. the true audience was white people. So Mm -hmm. similarly, I think on a day like Juneteenth, where we're saying it's, you know, reflect. I I was raised at least from my family not from my schooling but from my family telling me about all the great contributions of black people and how amazing it is to be black and la di da di da 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 right but i'm saying like in school the average person if they have no connection to that they're literally not being taught that so a piece of me is sometimes like i can't even blame like the ignorant shit i hear because it's what you're taught think about how we're taught about slavery it makes it seem like it was a bunch of people who, almost like Kanye said, cho- chose to be slave, like they're slaves. They were they were just following along when that's not the truth. There were riots. There were people that were fighting. But that part of history is not taught. That's something that you have to kind of like search yourself uh, yeah. to understand the history of the fight, the history, the fight, the power of like black people in this country. If you're not taught that, then it doesn't really seem like 
we're that extraordinary like the way how history is taught is what i'm trying to say well yeah and i was thinking that a little bit earlier too like we need to, there needs to be a whole just like restructuring of the way we teach history yeah like, but that ain't like, happening is that, it? like a needs to fucking happen i don't even know you guys and like i feel so bad about this but in february you know i teach first grade we're reading hella books about i did a whole project about martin luther king reading about like black women in history like doing mad projects about civil rights and equality and all this shit and then my kids it was like about like two days before the end of february and i just mentioned black history month and they were like wait it's black history month i didn't know there was a month for black people's history i was like oh yep. my god and those are first graders. You, you would be. You I was surprised. <laughs> I was in high school in a religion course, and I, I don't know if I told you guys this, but we were learning about all the different religions, and we learned about the Nation of Islam, and Malcolm X was brought up, and there were people in my class who had no idea who Malcolm X was. That's crazy. And see, I'm tempted to be like, they're so fucking dumb. How could you not know? But like, somebody did a disservice to them. I mean, it's not taught. It's yeah, like, it's not taught. That's everyone knows Martin Luther King, and that's about it. Right. That is just bonkers. God, Lord. Well, that's another thing on the list. Like, literally overhaul the way fucking history is taught in this country. Damn. But, it's mm. kind of sad. But then it's like, ugh, I don't even want to be around those white people. I mean, I, I don't have a choice in that, my day-to-day, but, like, I, they just can't be in my circle because they're fucking dumb. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, Lord. Wow. It's just like, how do you not know who Malcolm X is? Like, what are you talking about? I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's laughable. But it's because so, it's sad. It's wild. And, and, and it's like... But there's a whole country of people that aren't... I was going to say, but then there's people who literally, like, don't know, like, anything. <laughs> that's how we got into this predicament that we're in like there are people who think that obama was the president during 9-11 and make comments like well obama caused 9-11 girl what yes 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 you know these people no i don't know them oh i was like cut them off a jimmy kimmel segment or something oh my gosh if i go on facebook you know out of boredom and i see anyone who's like pro trump or whatever it's just like unfriend like we might have been friends from like 2005 and i'm like no get out of, get out that's what did my you, way that you went to college with no not really college high school actually people from my college don't actually don't say that much wild shit they're like probably like closeted republicans right right <laughs> but um what was again i'm going back to the vice thing <laughs> she said so like would you all who didn't vote for trump like be friends with the people who did like would you guys like kick it and like grab a drink and one of the girls like laughed like a genuine like cackle like no (laughs) sitting next to her was was like that's so hurtful for you to say because i think we're all nice people here (laughs) and one of the indigenous guys was like you basically voted for my family to be deported you basically voted to separate my family you basically voted mm-hmm. for me to not mm-hmm. have access to to rights like why right. the fuck would i want to go have a drink with you are you dumb yeah like, did you thank you uh-oh chelsea had to cut out real quick yeah that was a She's it bad. was a motorcycle that was a going for a ride in the city um 
But did you watch the Kanye West interview? With David Letterman? David, yeah. yeah, no, not, not yet. yet. I need to watch okay, it. Okay, I haven't watched it yet, so we should all watch it and do an episode on it. But from what I did hear, my friend was trying to make the argument to me that all that he understands Kanye better because basically Kanye was just saying anyone should be allowed to support Trump. Like, we should all be free thinkers. Mm-hmm. And that was my argument. Like, certain things I'm not certain things i just can't accept and i'm not comparing trump to hitler but it would be like someone saying but like kind of am close yeah like if someone says i supported hitler i don't need to speak to you mm-hmm. Facts. and yeah. that's just it i mean again i'm putting my hotep hat back on hotep i did a study on the process of genocide like i took a whole class a sociological class on the process of genocide when i was in argentina and like the first step is to create this sense of otherness Mm -hmm. and to make another group feel superior and that's exactly what hitler did you know he othered the jews trump is othering so many groups but Mm. that's like the first step in in starting a genocide and then people don't realize how they get to you know hacking up bodies dominicans hacking up haitian bodies Mm. or you know germans throwing jews into um ovens or right other you know fellow chileans killing another chilean because they believe in communism or socialism because once you start to see that person as an other and not as someone just like you it's easy to not care about them and not care about their lives and that's literally what donald trump is doing i'm sure if he had the capability to do that we would definitely see genocides of places and i mean we're seeing it right now in the way that these people are being treated in these detention camps yeah yeah no that's i had a joke but i'm not gonna make it yeah yeah, i don't know how the timing the timing doesn't feel quite right (laughs) (laughs) the timing doesn't feel quite you have like two minutes (laughs) Okay, can I say it now? I was just gonna say that's why I don't like light skin jokes. Oh girl. Oh girl. Oh, my oh girl. <laughs> I'm actually dead. Um No but totally. Well, I do see, see the block is hot as fuck. I know it's the, the summertime. Summertime. And I don't know how to act. Well, I see that and I don't fucking know this all this this talk with the hair Tubman twenty. Apparently, oh, yeah. it's going to happen in 2028. Or 2026. I don't know. They, I heard I it's not going to happen while Trump's in office. Yeah, he put a delay on it. He postponed it. Because he's a fiend. fucking hater. What a fiend. And okay. then, but I, they said, I think I read something that they were like concerned that it would be counterfeited a lot. Why? Know. Because they think black people are going to be the only people carrying 20s? Or I don't know. What if people just want to make it and then they just want to frame it? I don't fucking know. It don't make no sense. <laughs> I, I would mean, definitely frame it. I would not want to spend my Tubman 20s. <laughs> no, not my, not my Tubman 20s. You could take this Jackson. I mean, you could save them. <laughs> you can't save them forever. You got to spend them. I mean, you do. And then because they have to be circulation. And right. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking the forward Tubman to the day. 20. I heard there are there are like Native American people that don't use the t- current twenty dollar bill. Oh. oh, because of Andrew Jackson. Yeah, because he used he used to like scalp them. Yeah, that like he's oh, everyone knows about how much he hated Native Americans. Yeah, 
That sounds about right. I mean, yeah, don't spend that. I wouldn't either. That's so why is that bitch on our money? Hey, a lot of the, oh, a lot of them on our money. On that money. Whole lot of Wasn't them. the first guy kind of decent? I mean, I guess none of them could have been decent. They came here and who's the first guy? George Washington. People. Yeah. That honest, he had no, no, it's honest <laughs> Abe. Honest Abe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we already said I'm not so sure about your boy Abe. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really trusting many white men that were born prior to nineteen. <laughs> I know I'm like nineteen forty. I'm gonna say nineteen forty seven, the year my father was born. <laughs> I don't trust you, but it's crazy because you did bring up the 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 issue of othering Mm -hmm. so okay i'm gonna play devil's advocate you ready yes can we call those people evil when to them they weren't hurting human beings okay here's the thing i was thinking about this in terms of the sudan like i just started to think that human beings there's something within us where we can all be evil people i really think I, I think we're not designed to be inherently good or inherently bad. Yeah. I mean, some I people agree. are insane. Right? That's all taught. Yeah, it's all taught and learned. So, like, yeah. I believe. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I think. So, what your question was can we call them evil? Yeah, like what we were ta- saying about Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Like, even like during his time, that was. I think that shit is all taught. Yeah, but I mean, but then there has to be, but I think there's something, the some people have something within them, though, where they're able to just, like, take it to the extreme, because, like, a person yeah. like Hitler. Yeah. Well, and they I usually mean, happen to be white men. Even <laughs> slavery, if you think about it, like, Africans had slaves. Africans sold their own people into slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, something new that only white people were doing, but I think it got to a point where we as a civilization were like okay you know we're moving forward like in europe they abolished slavery so much earlier than in america because i guess people started to feel compassion i don't know i'm sure that's not really why it happened it was something (laughs) but i don't know like i think about that a lot because it's i mean someone could argue why can't you have slaves? Why can't you abuse other human beings? I mean, we could really who, get into Who this. arguing that? No, I'm saying people could if they wanted to because <laughs> they could sit and say, how can you define what's morally right or wrong? Like, what's that based Because who in? told us what morals even are? Yeah. But, okay, we get into I mean, some philo- philosophical. I know no, we get into philosophical. And you know, I'm going to come... You know, I'm about to come with my religion shit on and y'all Catholic niggas could just have a bunch of slaves and abuse them and then go and be like, I, uh, what do you, I repent or whatever. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, it's all good. It's not supposed to work that way, but I see where you're coming from. (laughs) So I I was to say, I rebuke. And I was like, that's not it. Rebuke? No, repent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, well. Shade, mm-hmm. do we have a what would you do? Or are you guys still any <laughs> final thoughts? Well, this I is embarrassing. I don't know. There was actually somebody wrote in our comments on our um Apple reviews, which oh, yes. shout out to y'all that be rating, commenting, and subscribing. Yep. If take you a pause be listening, and like, comment and subscribe. Right. If Real you ones. listen every week, 
and you have not rate, rated or commented, I'm, I'm just not sure why. <laughs> no, I know it feels weird. I never want to be the person to do it either. It's very strange, kind of, but please just do it for us. But somebody wrote in our comments a little while back, and they were saying, like, we should talk about, like, how do you feel if your ex's family, or not your ex, sorry, like, your current, say you have your, your, your boyfriend or whatever, his family still talks to his ex. Or mm. if you are that ex that still talks to your ex's family because mm. you've been together for so you were together for so long and you built relationships outside of your relationship with that with your partner. Yeah. How do you navigate all that stuff? And I guess even as the as the person who has the relationships with the family members and if you are like dating this person and you see that like the, the family still talks to the, the ex. This was such a sharp deviation from everything we just talked about. No, <laughs> it was our what would you do? Okay, yeah. So, thoughts? That's a good question. I think for me, it would have to depend on time. Like, time frames are important here. Like, if you were with someone for 20 years... <laughs> And then you get divorced. 20 years, oh my God. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't expect you to just be like, pretend like you didn't know those people. That's that's fake as fuck. Right. Let's say like like right now, you're, you're just in a relationship with someone and they broke up with their, they, they, them, they were with their ex all throughout college or something. Yeah. And they you got to slowly back off. Right. And that ex is, that ex could be in a relationship themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but the family still wants to be cool with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. I mean, slowly. Sorry. Yeah, no, I agree with what you said. Like as the ex, you have to slowly back away from that family. Mm-hmm. But how would you, you feel as a new experience? girlfriend? But how would you feel as a new girlfriend if, like, your man's mom is like always talking to his ex girl? I'd be pissed. I mean, I feel a way, but again, it's like, what the fuck am I going to do about that? I think it's the the responsibility of the um, the person you're dating to, you know, have that conversation with their parent mm-hmm. or their family. Like, hey, like, we got to slowly, like, you know, cut this off. But what if they did and their family is still just so connected with that person? Oh, well, I mean, ain't nothing you can do about that. Yeah, like, what if your man doesn't even talk to the ex? It's like, the mom and the ex are just, like, cool as fuck with each other. It would really be the mom. I've been in the situation. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. I was about to say. Talk about it. Yeah, like, I I um, dated someone, and their family was super close with the ex. And that caused a whole bunch of problems in our relationship. It even led to a physical altercation. Oh Jesus! What and what was it about that ex? They just really liked her. Did it feel spiteful? It didn't feel spiteful on his family's end. It felt like okay, we've known this girl since she was thirteen or something. Uh huh. But on her end, it seemed super spiteful. Did she like, have? Was she? In I a new still situation? have an in, huh? Was she in a new situation of her own? I think she may have been, but I think maybe her new situation was like whack or something. Mm. I don't know. But um, I don't really remember, but it was definitely like, yeah, I'm I'm going to make sure to comment on every picture of like the sisters and I'm going to make sure to make it a point to go like just like be mad tight. It was weird. Oh, that would drive me fucking 
freaking crazy, especially yeah. if it felt like she's being super intentional. Yes, exactly. It was super intentional. It wasn't like, oh, we've known each other for for, for forever. Like, you know, when I see you, it's love. Right. I, maybe like I hit you for your out. birthday. It was like she was fiending to just always be present. Mm-mm. Which obviously, I mean, it didn't really affect my relationship with the people, but but I always was looking at them sideways. Like, how can you say that you care about me when you're like fraternizing with this girl who's trying to torture me Not <laughs> <laughs> and the torture too i know but no i feel it. it's that's a really really tricky situation i would have to meet shorty and i would have to see if she was like just chill and exactly then, because i'm a psycho i would right. just try to be her best friend too okay that's weird would, but if she came uh, with we'll respect it. then it's all love i would just try to keep her close i need to watch her <laughs> I would a thousand percent be like try. Oh, everybody cool with her? Oh, oh, she's a cool girl. Oh, well, I should meet her too. We should be friends. <laughs> Hundred thousand percent. Oh my god, you we would definitely do friends. that. I would do that. Troll her heartbeat. back. Say that again. Troll her back. Like, yeah. hey, girl, you coming to the cookout? Yeah, sure would. Be mad friendly. Me and this girl were blocking each other every other week. <laughs> <laughs> How do you bl- like you block then you unblock then you read yeah because you want to like, see the page and stuff it was so stupid it was so stupid like subtweeting so I would funny. be like mm, this girl love Old Navy or something <laughs> like just like <laughs> being such a bitch on Twitter <laughs> yo you're so dumb oh, wow and young um well that would be my advice though is to just the girl close honestly keep the girl keep close. that girl close just keep her on uh, you know and try to be mad cool with the mom i think my way. actual advice would be to understand your boundaries and understand what, what you can and can't deal with if you cannot deal with that let that be known to your partner and if he doesn't make adjustments walk away mm. but again it's not him it's his family but make adjustments well, by talking to his family about it strong boundaries yeah and if you are that ex you got to start to realize when shit is starting to feel a little funny and right. yeah, slowly back away. Like y'all said, for sure. Right. If you really care about this person, let them find someone new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's like, why the fuck are you here? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? I mean, I get having that relationship, but it's kind of like, yeah, eventually you got to let it go. Yeah. Cause then what you're going to get in a relationship with somebody else and still be cool with the, ex is like i don't i don't get it and like if you have like some deep connection i don't know maybe you two went to the hospital together or maybe this person delivered your baby i don't fucking know then you need to meet the new girlfriend and let her know like let her know hey like i've known the family for so maybe not in these exact words but make Mm, her feel comfortable mm -hmm. you know like yeah like if you're childhood sweethearts and they've known you since you're like five years old and it's totally innocent and it's super innocent then fine but if you start being like you you know a woman knows exactly right i feel knows. like you know what you, you know what you're doing yeah mm-hmm. you know what's up sis yes <laughs> all right and yeah, then. that's what started the fight it was something like that <laughs> really knows can we talk and i said i have nothing to talk to you about Whoop. I mean, you don't. You I really didn't. I wasn't even trying to be rude. I was just, I don't want to talk to you. We're like not that. friends. <laughs> right. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Wow, guys. I really had fun this episode. I know. Wait, hold on. I have a, oh, a, you don't a black girl like doing you. a black girl doing shit. I oh. Know. Black girl doing shit. Uh, no, I know we have shit. black girls doing shit. Oh, I was sorry. just acknowledging my joy. You know what? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Wow, it's Juneteenth. It's Let Juneteenth. her be black. Yes, Let me go ahead. Express your black joy. joy, boo. I was just saying I had a really good time this episode diving into all these different concepts and learning. Jeez. Auntie Sade always making shit weird. No, I know. I just love when we can just like flex our little noggins sometimes i just be sitting back like my friends are so smart oh my god, <laughs> my god. and just being able to just be like yeah just pondering shit like we don't even really mm-hmm. know what we're talking about like we know but we're just exploring unpacking. yeah mm-hmm. digging yeah. deep yeah like uh don't. Deep something nasty don't. okay just wait don't. wait guys can i just say one thing that i did today yes okay so i was here trying to make a healthy not, little not on the juneteenth episode <laughs> No, come on. I was trying to make a salad, and I bought cucumber, and then I started cutting it, and it was not a cucumber. It was a zucchini. (laughs) (laughs) What was the point of that story? (laughs) So then I had to change my plan, and I cut it up and put it on the stove. (laughs) The whole time I was like, is this zucchini or is it cucumber? I was still unsure. Girl, I don't really know. Actually, no. I'm sitting here like, how would I know the difference in taste? You I'm would, mad I'm entertaining her. No, not from the outside. Not, yes, from the fucking outside. A zucchini has a little tip on the top. They it literally does. Look the like same. a squash tip. It does. It does. Yeah. No, it does. It looks and the same, not, right? It's not that green. No, it has like a no, little No, mine stem. was green and looked like a, it was in the cucumber section. <laughs> I went to the sign yeah. that said cucumber. Or maybe you have like a Monsanto, like. No, half I was at Whole Foods. Cucumber, half zucchini. Cucumber. That don't mean nothing. You know, I don't trust nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. Turns out it was a zucchini and it was delicious. A zucumber. <laughs> a zucumber. That, like that man that was on always on Instagram, that black man singing about cucumbers. Oh wait, one more thing, one more thing. Oh, cucumber. Yes. Okay. What's other thing? Maccabee. Um, the other thing was, um, today when I was walking home, someone said, "Hey, <laughs> my Nubian Mocahannas." Oh, oh yeah, I saw wow. that on my fucking. And dead. you want to know how the person looked that said it to me? White man. Yes. Isn't that Whoa. crazy? Whoa! What kind of white man? Honest. What the fuck is that? What kind of white man? Uh, like a white white man, like khaki like a pants. Finance? Possibly. That's wild. Wild. Mm-hmm. Bold. That is, I thought he was gonna be like this dude from um, that damn show. She's gotta have it. You gotta watch it. It's actually funny. Oh, I know what he's talking about. Um. All right, who's our black girl? That's right hilarious. <laughs> I'm not mad at Mocahontas if it didn't come no. from him. Not that like the no. Nubian part really is never good. First of all, I was so nobody. confused. I even knew what Nubian meant. I am so just I don't. <laughs> who's wow. giving him this information? <laughs> that is mm-hmm. wild. Okay, yeah. so our black girl doing shit, <laughs> and please. Send your friends. Anybody want to shout out? Anybody doing something amazing? To hello at blackgirlstexting.com. Um, this week is Shirley Rains on Instagram. Her handle is beauty2, the number two, the streets with a Z. 
and she's this black woman based in LA and she gives makeovers to homeless people on Skid Row and it's just really fire she's like a pop-up shower showers them does their hair gives them cuts gives them makeup like just makes them feel really beautiful oh, that's awesome it's really really fucking dope so yeah. yeah shout out to her I think she might have been you know what I'm not gonna say where what prompted her to do this work but because I'm not entirely sure but I think that's it's amazing dope. and yeah she's fine anything um, else you guys want to say before we hop off well I want you guys to talk about something but you won't so um just wait on it <laughs> yeah just wait on it has to do with needles Yes, you can that's, give them that. Sounds so gross. That's <laughs> We've talked oh about it in the past. Um, right. If you're <laughs> a real listener, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. And go celebrate Juneteenth. Tell everyone about it. Do something black and joyous today. You know. Conspire with your fellow blacks. Exactly. Spend money at a black business. Secret meetings. I just want to do things in secrecy because I feel like it'll make white people so mad. Like, what are they doing? It it actually would make them so mad. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I want to have this. How dare you leave me out? Right. This black only concert. Like, you literally cannot attend (laughs) and just watch everyone get so furious because they can't come. (laughs) And it's like. Oh my God. Furious is the perfect word. Yeah. Like, and and I'm going to be like, well. My people couldn't vote. <laughs> like, so y'all can't come. Y'all gonna be okay. Couldn't. Y'all still working on that voter suppression real hard. Facts. Finax. Oh my God. We could do like, if your parent. <laughs> right. There's a checklist. Had this last name. You know, we'll just start. To, oh my gosh. Just discriminating. It sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> anywho. Oh my God. Before I sound like a crazy person. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We're signing off. Talk to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.